It's the 2022 World Cup. It's Mexico's players. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and today we'll be looking at Mexico's squad for the 2022 World Cup. player section of the podcast and we move on to a discussion of the squad so we're going to go back to the uh, takeaway points that we talked about at the beginning and I think I'll just mention these because it's fairly obvious by now that Mexico has a huge pool of players to choose from uh, often playing two tournaments uh, in the summer and providing enough players uh, for that uh, for those tournaments but because of that it's a bit difficult to determine what their A-team is. And, um, for example, this uh, last summer in 2021, their gold team was mostly A-team players, but then uh, all their younger players and then a few uh, selected players, they were allowed three overage players, played on the Olympic squad. So, um, again, difficult to determine who among those low players, uh, sorry, young players, would have made that Olympic squad. And we've seen time and time again going through the players that it's very hard to break into the uh, Mexican team. And we've seen, you know, players being, um, you know, kind of eligible for USA and Mexico or Mexico and another country. Uh, Mexico kind of winning the battle to gain their services uh, only for the for it to be too difficult for the players to break into the star into the squad. Uh, so we talk about a couple of other notes uh, now. One is aging starters. So many of the players in their 30s uh, in their 30s continue to start. Uh, so they certainly have the players to replace them, but uh, perhaps those players aren't getting enough opportunity. Uh, because the aging players are still starting quite a bit. So Andres Guardado is an example. Uh, he likely won't be a starter in the Cup, but he has started several games in qualifying, um, which is good for him, but it does limit the players uh, limit the players who will start to less time and perhaps prevents them from developing a relationship on the team uh, with the other players. So... Uh, to some degree, Mexico has solved this by alternating players quite a bit, especially using B-team players for things like friendly and Nations League games, uh, especially those against uh, easier teams. Uh, however, um, there's still a concern that, that um, the team chemistry um, may be damaged by so many players kind of coming and going in this mix and match. So... Um, uh, I kind of wonder, they usually manage okay, but uh, I kind of wonder if, if they're going to have a good chemistry at the World Cup because uh, they haven't really narrowed it down to a select group of players. Uh, uh, kind of related to that point, it's difficult to determine starters. We actually thought that the World Cup qualifying games would help to clarify that, but the amount of rotation... Uh, along with some odd decisions, like we mentioned during the player-by-player -player podcast, uh, starting basically two new central defenders uh, in their toughest games away to USA and Canada. Uh, all of this makes it difficult um, 
difficult to know who the starting squad is. Again, the friendlies and Nations League games at the end of this uh, period uh, used a lot of B-team players, and so hard to know if those A-team players will, um, you know, are still slated as the starters after seven games uh, where they where they only started maybe two or three games. So um, it seems like Mexico has a lot of work to do uh, between now and the World Cup to narrow down their squad to 26 players uh, for the World Cup squad. And uh, yeah, I kind of mentioned it there. Uh, do friendlies and Nations League games matter? Well, we saw in the Gold Cup uh, that it didn't matter that Tav- uh, Tavalera the goalkeeper started all six of those games because as soon as World Cup started, uh, World Cup qualification started, Ochoa was back in the starting position. So it's, it may be a bit deceptive. Uh, for example, if players playing in those friendlies and in the Nations League games uh, kind of look like they're making a bid for the starting squad, uh, but then when the squad's actually chosen, they just go back to the regular uh players who've been starting there for a while. So we're going to look a bit later at uh, how many players are on the slate uh, for Mexico and how many players will actually be able to make it. Uh, Okay, let's take a look at uh, club affiliations. And uh, we've actually seen a bit of a return to um, Mexico, or at least to the West, by uh, some of their uh, players who had been playing in Europe. And uh, in truth, they don't have a lot of players uh, playing outside of Mexico. Uh, Several of them do play in the United States, but um, uh, otherwise they seem uh, fairly happy to be playing in the strong Mexican league. So Mexico does have a a good league of its own, and players may be uh, less tempted to play in Europe, and they may be less status involved with playing in Europe than say for USA and Canada, where it's a bit of a status symbol. Uh, we did see Marcelo Flores, uh, a young forward uh, attached to Arsenal, but he's not really in the Mexican team. We have uh, Jesus Corona with Sevilla and Irving Lozano with Napoli. Um, several of them play in uh, Spain. So um, generally though, with uh, slightly smaller clubs like Be- uh, Real Betis and Celta Vigo. And then uh, I wonder if there's some arrangement between the Netherlands and uh, Mexico, because they've always had a few players uh, with Netherlands. Right now it's Edson Alvarez with Ajax and Eric Gutierrez with PSV Eindhoven. But we saw a lot of the players, even those who have returned uh, uh, back to Mexico, did play for um teams in the Netherlands. Yeah, and most of the others, apart from a a handful playing in America, so David Ochoa, the young goalkeeper, um, uh, uh, Julian or Julian uh, Araujo, and uh, Hector Herrera, one of their biggest players, uh, all playing in America, Hector Herrera with uh, Houston Dynamo. And, um, but I would say more than half of the squad uh, are playing uh, in Mexico. Um, so that's it for club affiliations. We're going to move on to uh, age and experience. And uh, oh, I had the graphic a little bit wrong there, so I'll just fix that up. Um, 
Right, so the first thing we looked at, I'm kind of working on this little uh, stats thing I do, uh, I'm doing by myself, and I'm kind of looking at the total number of players under consideration, uh, sorry, total number of players on the slate. So I'm basically uh, looking at players who have been called up since 2020, and it's not dead accurate, but it, it gives a, a good impression. Um, we have for Mexico 67 players uh, who have been called up since uh, 2020. And uh, mostly I think this reveals its information when we compare it to other teams. So uh, that is the most of any team. Surprisingly, Ecuador is the, is the next closest team. Um, uh, but the average is 51 players. So basically Mexico has uh, 16 more players to consider uh, than um, than other teams and of course we saw some of them uh, have been off the team that might come back uh, so it actually might be more than 67 uh, players next thing we look at is kind of candidates under consideration so these would be players that we've labeled as uh, definite likely or possible and for mexico that's 43 players and uh, again that's a high average for most teams it's uh, uh, the average is 32.7, so around 33 players. So uh, this means that to reduce the squad to 26, um, you know, that um, uh, 17 of the players that we've talked about under definite likely or possible would have to be cut. 17 is a lot and a difficult decision for the manager. So uh, some teams are as low as... Uh, 31 or 32. So Canada, for example, and Qatar, uh, both have pretty much decided on their teams and the manager just has a few small decisions to make. But as I said, for Mexico, uh, a lot of decisions still to be made uh, in reducing the squad to uh, 26 players. The third one is the total number of players in the definite and likely categories. And I'm finding that that indicates one of two things. So if it's a low number, and Mexico is, <clears throat> uh, their number is 20 players uh, in this category, and the average is 21. So um, uh, one thing it could indicate is that it's a very stable squad. So uh, teams like uh, Senegal and Qatar, uh, that basically are using the same group of players and not really introducing a lot of new players to consider. So those are the players who are going to be going to the cup. Uh, but the other one is teams like USA and um, uh, Mexico are also low in this category. But in their case, it kind of means that they haven't decided on a lot of players. So if they have a lot of players kind of on the slate, um, USA has 69 and Mexico has 67, they have a lot of decisions to make. And, uh, you know... Um, Basically, it looks like around 20 of them uh, are decided upon. So they have basically, uh, uh, you know, 47 players or so to fill the remaining six positions. There are, of course, always a few surprises, uh, late inclusions and late injuries and stuff like that. But uh, generally, this indicates to me that uh, Mexico is going to have uh, quite a tough time reducing the squad to 26 uh, okay, let's take a look at the average age. So this is among the uh, definite, likely, and possible players, and the average age is 26.8. Uh, that's uh, a bit higher than average. It's usually 
25 to 27, and uh, the total average is 26.2. So uh, they're a bit higher than that. And it stands to reason because they have a couple of players who are uh, particularly old um, as far as soccer player goes. And um, I'm just opening it up here or just uh, trying to get a good view of it here. So they have their goalkeepers, particularly uh, Alfredo Talavera is 40 and uh, Guillermo Ochoa, 37, and Rudolfo Cota, 35. So right there we have them uh, kind of raising the average. But in all, we have um, 11 players who are above 30 years old uh, from Mexico. And at the other end of the scale, uh, a lot of the young players tend to be um, uh, not as likely as others. So they tend to be uh, in the possible category at best. And so we have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ca eight, eight players who are 22 or younger. So um, that doesn't really balance out the uh, older players. So that's fine. Mexico prefers a kind of a, an older squad uh there and those are experienced players and it also stands to reason that uh sorry i'll just write the average age on our youtube uh graphic there uh it stands to reason that the number of average caps is uh higher than other teams and that's very much the case uh with uh, mexico uh who have who have 35.4 uh caps per player uh, on average. So uh, that uh, compares to other teams uh, where the average is 27.6. So quite a bit more experienced. And uh, I'm seeing that only Qatar, who just plays billions of games, has more uh, than Mexico. So a very experienced squad, which kind of fits in with the, the older age. Um, and in terms of scoring, they, that, that group of players has 158 goals. So uh, that's high, uh, though not as high as a couple of other teams. Argentina is higher. And uh, Qatar, again, a high-scoring team. And the average number of goals works out to 3.7 uh, per player. So that is actually also at the high end. Um, uh, at the high end, although Argentina is also higher. So we can we can say that Mexico is a fairly high-scoring team. When we actually dig into the data uh, about the players, we see that it's more spread out on Mexico uh, than it is for most teams. So uh, we do have kind of a big scorer in uh, Raul Jimenez, who, who has uh, 30 goals in 97 games. That works out to a 31% average. So that's very good. But nobody really even comes close to that, um, except uh, Funes More, who has 15 goals in 31 games. So they have the right players as forwards. But we, uh, we have uh, Irving Lozano at 25% and Henry Martin at 26%. That's pretty good. But what we have with Mexico is a lot of players kind of chipping in with goals. And we certainly saw that in the World Cup qualification run where they were getting goals from uh, uh, players all over the field. And so we have a lot of players who are actually above 10%. Uh, uh, that would in even include a couple of the central defenders. Um, uh, 
No, uh, yeah, yeah, central defender, sorry. Um, okay, so again, those stats uh, are not solid, but they maybe shed light on a couple of things. Now we'll uh, just go through some of the players and issues to watch. So uh, again, we're going we're gonna to find out that a lot of the issues center around uh, having not decided on who the starters are, or at least uh, those starters not being clear to us. Uh, for example, the starting keeper uh, probably is going to be Guillermo Ochoa, uh, but he didn't play any of the last six games and he wasn't selected for the Gold Cup either, but he did play most of the World Cup qualifying games, so uh, it's likely here. But they're also uh, kind of bringing in a bit of youth uh, into the team. Now, that will probably be considered more after the World Cup, but uh, it's not uh, it's not for sure that Ochoa will be the starter because there are other candidates uh, who, are, who are possible. Um, I guess this is more uh, for, for the overall team rather than just the defence, but do they have room for younger players or will they deal with that after the World Cup? Uh, we do have Montes as a young central defender, 25 years old. Um, this is maybe for example, because it's true in other parts of the field too. But uh, we also have veterans, Nestor Araujo and uh, Hector Moreno. So uh, will it be um, the veterans there or will some of the younger players coming in, uh, Vasquez and uh, uh, Jesus Angulo have started there? Uh, also, will they get a chance? Again, my guess is not during the World Cup, but I think they'll turn their attention to that afterwards. Uh, on the right, on the left side, it's pretty firmly um, uh, Gallardo, but on the right side, uh, it was Luis Rodriguez, but uh, Jorge Sanchez has made a bid for right defender. So um, who is going to be the right defender? Uh, but it's quite possible that Jorge Sanchez will be uh, uh, is out with a knee injury, so uh, it may go to Luis Rodriguez by default. There uh, in the midfield, that same kind of uh, young versus veterans player. Uh, we saw that Edson Alvarez missed the last several games. Will he like Achoa uh, kind of come in and resume his position in central midfield? Or will someone up and coming, Luis Romo in, in the central midfield, uh, come in and take over? Uh, actually, Edson Alvarez is not that old himself. Uh, he just feels like he's been around for a long time. But uh, again, I, I kind of suspect they'll deal with the uh, refreshing the squad after the World Cup here. And uh, on that note, um, Andres Godardo, uh, Guardado probably... Uh, probably the most extreme example of that, the 36-year-old, kind of in and out of the squad over the last two years, but he has started a surprising number of games. And uh, so, you know, will they go with someone like him or will they uh, introduce someone um, who they've been kind of trying out for the last little while? Uh, left midfielder is probably the least settled position on the squad. So we've actually seen like central midfielders like Herrera and Dos Santos. And uh, I believe um, the the forward, uh, Cardoza, is, is that who it is? Um, Sebastian uh, Cardoza, I think. Cordova. 
uh, come back and fill that position. It doesn't seem like it's very settled, although um, Carlos uh, Alberto Rodriguez seems to be uh, seem to be uh, the most steady uh, candidate uh, as as the World Cup qualifying went on, but uh, probably the most up for grabs. That in the attack in the four three three. The uh, midfielder will tend to play as a forward, or the winger will play as a forward. And uh, on the left side, we have uh, Lausanne, uh, Irving Lozano or Vega. Now, I think it probably would be Irving Lozano, uh, except he seems to be struggling a lot with injury over the last year or so. And if that's the case, um, uh, Vega uh, might actually find himself getting more starts. Uh, on the right side, not dissimilarly, it looks like uh, Jesus Corona is out, so he probably would be the starter, Corona. Uh, however, uh, it looks like he's injured until after the World Cup, so uh, the position will probably fall to Antuna on the right uh, attacking midfielder or the right forward. And then... Um, uh, we got to wonder about the uh, centre forward. Raul Jimenez is the man, but I kind of myself feel like he hasn't returned to the form he was in before his uh, head injury. And who can blame him? I admire him uh, 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 completely for... Can you imagine having fractured your skull, the kind of fear you would have in uh, going up for a heading challenge? And so I think that psychological element would be more difficult to overcome even than the physical uh, element of it and my feeling is he hasn't returned to his best form and uh, Funes Mores made a good bid during the cup um, but he has uh, struggled with injury himself and uh, you know it may end up uh, it may end up to Santiago uh, Jimenez uh, making inroads into the forward squad uh, going forward. Maybe the World Cup will be too soon, but depending on the performance and status of uh, Funes Mores and Jimenez, uh, they may things may fall to uh, Santiago Jimenez, the younger player. Okay, let's look at some of the new players coming in. Well, there aren't actually uh, that many considering, and so we're going to limit ourselves here to, uh, to the players we consider likely or definite, uh, because we have a lot of possible candidates who could uh, who could fit the bill. And I might mention some of the more uh, possible. Um, I might mention some of the more pro promising possible candidates. But Carlos Acevedo uh, looks like he might be moving in on one of the goalkeeper spots. But we have one definite and three likely there. One of them's got to get cut. And uh, I won't go through everything we did, but I did in the in the player-by-player -player podcast, we'll just kind of mention the names. Uh, I want to mention Johan Vasquez because he seemed to be making a couple of inroads into the central defense there. And uh, with Hector Moreno, uh, kind of, um, uh, I would still say he's a strong candidate for the squad, but he is aging out and actually playing more like a semi-retired player, just coming in for some of the starts. Uh, that may give room for uh, Vasquez to uh, get in. Um, uh, Jorge Sanchez is uh, actually new. He's never played in a tournament. Um, 
and he was really making inroads as a right uh, defender uh, until he got injured. And so now his injury leaves things uh, kind of uh, up in doubt. I'll just check. Uh, I believe that was an unknown return date for him, which is uh, uh, not promising. You know, that suggests kind of a longer term injury. Uh, I think he'll be, uh, he could make a bit of a starter if he's healthy. Uh, Luis Romo uh, is a central midfielder making good inroads into the squad. Uh, this would be his first tournament if he's chosen, although uh, he did play on the Olympic squad as an overage player. So did Jorge Sanchez, uh, not as an overage player in Jorge Sanchez's case. So uh, Rome, uh, Luis Romo in the central midfield, Uriel Antuna, and uh, the starting spot might fall to him. Uh, if um, if Jesus Corona uh, uh, is is out for the cup, but I shouldn't really consider him uh, as new as all that because he did play even in the 2019 Gold Cup. Uh, but he is uh, oh he's 26 years old. He shouldn't be on this list at all. Uh, I have I have made a mistake. Uh, the last one is uh, Rogelio Funes Mores. And even though he did uh, play in the Gold Cup and is uh, 31 years old, he is new to the squad in 2021. And um, if he's fit, because again, he's struggling with injury, uh, uh, will definitely be at the Cup and uh, could play a starting role. So uh, a few names to consider um, there for um, Mexico, uh, new names of the Cup. Uh, for injuries, we have uh, Jesus Manuel Corona. Uh, I should say more often that his uh, nickname is Tacatito, or to, sorry, Tacatito. Uh, so you may him refer, <laughs> hear him referred to by that name, but uh, the injury list says he's out until after the Cup. Uh, Brunus Mores, on the other hand, is expected to return uh, before the Cup. Uh, expected to return uh, in late September. And um, we have uh, Jorge Sanchez, also the other kind of main injury there on the right side. And he uh, is kind of in the middle, uh, out for an unknown period and um, uh, difficult to say. So we'll update those in our update podcast and uh, maybe we'll have a better sense of uh, Jorge Sanchez there. Okay, finally, we look at notable absences. So Carlos Salcido played in the 2021 Gold Cup and was kind of entrenched in the team uh, for the few tournaments before that, but then suddenly uh, uh, not, not selected after the 2021 Gold Cup. And we saw that he had been kind of unpopular uh, amongst the fans. Um, even during the Gold Cup. So um, uh, a central defender there who is not really in the picture anymore. Jonathan Dos Santos. Uh, Jonathan Dos Santos um, has not appeared for any of the last 12 matches. So there is a chance that he'll come back into the midfield. Uh, he's 32 years old, but uh, there are plenty of players around that age. And uh, no no real idea why he has kind of disappeared from the squad but uh we have to we have to think that um 
uh, he's not a consideration right now for the squad, but I may be dead wrong there. Uh, Miguel Leon has kind of been drifting off the squad for the last uh, little while, but he has been considered even was on the preliminary squad for the 2021 Gold Cup. But actually, the last tournament he started in was the 2018 World Cup. So not completely out of the picture or out of the question uh, now. And he's 34 years old, but uh, really hasn't uh, appeared since October 2020. And I'm kind of doing this uh, uh, for uh, maybe players who follow the team from World Cup to World Cup. So uh, Rafael Marquez, uh, one of the few players, I believe, to play in five World Cups. Uh, but not going to make it to his sixth. He retired after the 2018 World Cup uh, and was even even quite old at that time. So uh, a big name, but has been off the team for a while in truth. Uh, same with uh, Javier Hernandez. Those who follow closely uh, the Mexican team will say, what are you talking about? He's been gone from the team for ages. And uh, he kind of has. Uh, he ruled himself out of the Gold Cup in 2019 because he was expecting a baby and uh, hasn't uh, hasn't appeared for the squad after that. He's only uh, 34 years old, so it's, it's not out of the question. But I think if he was going to come back onto the squad, he would have during World Cup qualifying. Uh, Carlos Vela, again, has kind of been off the team for a while. In fact, his last tournament was the 2018 World Cup. And, um, um, you know, but he was talked about after that. He was talked about for the 2019 World Cup. He seems to, uh, he seems to have some friction with the Football Association uh, or with the way Mexican players are treated, I do believe, and uh, has kind of been uh, arguing about that. But he had a very good season with Los Angeles uh, FC, um, in the build-up to the 2019 Gold Cup. So a lot of Mexican fans are hoping he would make it. Anyway, he, I haven't heard his name bandied about since then, so kind of off the team. Central defender Hugo um, Ayala last played in the 2018 World Cup. And Giovanni Dos Santos, brother of Jonathan, uh, also last played in the 2018 World Cup. So they've been off the team for a while, so... Um, uh, really are quite out of the picture, a lot of those players. But uh, maybe a bit of room for, uh, especially Dos Santos, Jonathan Dos Santos, and, uh, you know, Miguel Leon and Carlos Salcido could make a bit of a comeback. Okay, we're going to start with uh, predicted starters then. And I will just copy the list from uh, uh, the player-by-player player, uh, uh, section of the podcast and, and copy it in. Uh, to look at here and then i'm going to highlight the names in green for people that we think are going to start and then in blue i've i've come to use blue for two things these for the youtube watchers here uh blue is either like a definite substitute and uh or it also could be kind of an uh, indecision among two players so uh players who maybe alternate in the position so we can't fully decide on a starter, but we kind of know both of them will be there. Um, okay, and then the category is definite, likely, possible, possible, but unlikely, and seems to be off the squad. Uh, those are only for players we expect to make the squad. It's not a comment 
on uh, whether they'll be starters or not. Although naturally the ones who are definite or likely, uh, it's more likely that they'll be starters. But there is the odd case of a, a player who is always selected, uh, but always comes in as a substitute, you know, uh, that happens. Okay, well, a definite candidate. I'm going to be uh, bold enough to say uh, Guillermo Oko will be the starter, but we do have three likely candidates in uh, Talavera, Cota, and Acevedo. Um, and of course, they can only bring two of those. Uh, I'm going to give a slight nod towards Acevedo. I think he's actually going to replace one of the two others. And uh, most likely, uh, my guess, this is just my guess, would be Alfredo Talavera because he's 40 years old uh, and they need to start developing their youth a little bit there. But Talavera did play all games in the Gold Cup, but so was obviously second string uh, keeper there. So I may be dead wrong. I I'm not going to say any of them uh, as definite substitutes because I think all of them are possible. Uh, among central defenders, we have uh, Nestor Araujo, Cesar, uh, Cesar Montes, who's a bit younger, and Hector Moreno, who's a bit older. And so um, I'm going to put all three of them in blue because I think they'll rotate. And uh, I have them as all as likely candidates here because they all have missed a number of games. Uh, so it doesn't, none of them kind of jumps out as a starting central defender, but I do think it'll be a bit of a rotation uh, among the three of them. And uh, uh, among the uh, possible candidates, uh, this blue, maybe I should develop a different color, um, but uh, the blue for Johan Vasquez means I really think he will uh, be a substitute at the cup. But I think they have a bit of a difficult choice because uh, they usually bring five or six centre-backs. I think they'll have a bit of a difficult choice uh, deciding on the last one. Could it be that they will bring uh, Carlos Salcedo out of the cold or one of the younger players who are uh, available to them? For left-back, I would say Jesus Gallardo is definitely the starter, one of the most um, uh, firm positions on the squad. Uh, although I do think that they'll... Uh, well, they will bring a backup. Um, uh, half a year ago, I would have said that would be Osvaldo Rodriguez because he started in the 2021 Gold Cup, but he's drifted off the team. So now I'm not really sure. Uh, and it could be probably between Jesus Angulo and Gerardo Ortega, but there's always room for a surprise. There's always a couple of players that, uh, uh, you know, are in good form just before the Cup starts. Uh, that surprisingly make the squad. Perhaps we can identify those uh, trends in our update podcast. Uh, so for right back, we have Jorge Sanchez, who I would almost uh, um, color as a starter, uh, except that he's injured and um, is an unknown return date. So um, to me, now this is a bit speculative, but to me that unknown return date suggests that it's not going to be in time for the cup. So I'm going to be bold and uh, uh, pick Luis Rodriguez as the starter because if Sanchez is not available, I really do think it would be Luis Rodriguez. And uh, for a backup position, uh, I think Kevin Alvarez and Julio Dominguez have an equal chance. But... If Sanchez is on the road to recovery, he could also come in as the backup and they 
they kind of hope that he gains the fitness he needs during the tournament. Uh, an outside chance of uh, Miguel Leun coming back there, but I would put that at about 10%. Among defensive midfielders, uh, I kind of think Edson Alvarez is going uh, to come back and be the starter because Mexico kind of does that. So a bit like uh, Ochoa uh, resuming his starting position during the World Cup, Edson Alvarez has been very steady as a central defender. Uh, Orbelin Pineda is, is sorry, a uh, central midfielder. Orbelin Pineda is uh, listed as a central midfielder, but it's a pretty elusive character because he often plays... Uh, 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 in an attacking role, so he was. Uh, I've seen him. I kind of think of him more as a left attacking midfielder more than a central midfielder. But he has played uh, in the central midfield. Uh, we consider Pineda likely to make the squad, but uh, in terms of the central midfielder position, I would put uh, Luis Romo ahead of him, and so I'm going to put Luis Romo as a substitute. And there's an outside chance that Luis Romo will be the starter. Uh, for left midfielder, uh, an interesting uh, possibility of Andre Guardado, the 36-year-old, one of the most highly capped players in the world, uh, playing in, in, a, in a last World Cup for himself. But I'm a bit doubtful that'll happen. Um, and I would think uh, Carlos Alberto Rodriguez uh, is more likely. But honestly, um, various players have come across uh, to play the position. So this one is really kind of up in the air for me, and I'm not willing. Uh, um, I mean, it could be Carlos Alberto Rodriguez as the starter. I'm not willing to kind of highlight any names here uh, because I'm really not sure. Diego Lainez also seemed to be making inroads uh, back into the squad. So there's a lot of uh, possibility there. Uh, okay, Hector Herrera, I do think he'll be a starter. Um, probably on the right midfield. He's a central midfielder, but um, we kind of we redesignated him as a right midfielder because that's where he's been playing. He may not necessarily play on the right midfield. He may play on the left to fill the gap over there, but I think he'll definitely be on the field. For left wingers, uh, Mexicans really like Irving Lozano. The only danger with Irving Lozano is that he's a bit of an injury risk. So got injured in the Gold Cup and was struggling with a bit of injury uh, since then too. I think if he's fit, he'll definitely start. Um, and I think Alexis Vega will be brought along. So I'm going to put him as a fairly firm bid uh, as a substitute. On the right wing, uh, all indications are that Jesus Manuel Corona is out injured. I'll highlight that in red um, uh, for the cup. So that means uh, Uriel Antuna will be a definite, uh, would be the definite kind of right attacking midfielder or uh, right forward uh, there because there really aren't a lot of other candidates for that. Of course, it could be played by uh, a forward, but... Um, I'm going to peg Antuna. Uh, uh, for attacking midfielders, um, again, they don't use that position that much, but I'm going to peg uh, secondary striker Henry Martin as a definite substitute. He doesn't start a lot. Uh, I, we think he's likely to make the squad, and uh, he, he does come in quite a lot as a substitute. 
Uh, for forwards, I'm going to use blue uh, for the other reason, as in I'm not sure who's going to start. Uh, no, um, no, I think they're going to start with Raul Jimenez, and I think it'll come come down to uh, uh, you know whether he can rediscover the form that, that we know he's capable of. Um, however, I think um, Funes Mori, uh, if fit, and it looks like he will be fit. Uh, can, can, you know, if Jimenez isn't performing well for the first couple of games, I could see Funes Mores taking over uh, the starting spot. But I think Funes Mores will start as a substitute. Uh, I also think uh, Santiago Jimenez will make the squad and will come in as a substitute and uh, hopefully prove himself because they are a little bit short on forwards, on centre forwards here. All right, well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. So I hope you uh, feel a bit more familiar with the players and uh, that piques your interest a little bit. We are the International Soccer Preview. Uh, no, we're not. We This is the International Soccer Preview and we are Soccer Files Canada. Uh, and so... Um, um, we will be doing an update on this podcast probably in early to mid-November, including some of the information that comes out. They have a few games between then and now, and we can update injuries and things like that. And that's probably going to be, uh, as I said, early to mid-November. So keep an eye out us. We have a lot of uh, podcasts now at our website at captivate. Uh, captivate soccerfiles.captivate.fm or you can check the show notes uh, is an easy way to do it because our show notes have been improving so that's soccerfiles with a ph in the middle and an s at the end and uh, i hope to see you next time bye bye <laughs>